Hello. Welcome if back. You're looking for and you oh. are looking for. Woo. I can see it in your eyes. I can see it in your smile. And I want to tell you. Pandero! Join Pandero! Remix! Hello, 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 lovely listeners! Welcome back, friends! Yes, welcome <laughs> back! How are you all doing? Once again, I cannot hear you, but take this time and space to check in with yourselves. Tell us, we'll do. We can do um the, like reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh no, girl. Mm. I feel you. Mm-mm. Oh yes, girl. Get it. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Proud of you. Proud of you. Yes. Boo. Yes. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. Hello. As always, I am Alicia. It's your boy SZA. Pew pew, whoop, pew pew. Whoop. It's because I'm a rapper. That's why I introduce myself like that. We 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 only deal with awkward people here. It's much more interesting. I said I was a rapper, so how you got <laughs> awkward? I really thought you said awkward, but here's the thing: I only deal with awkward rappers, so that's fine. I'm not an awkward <laughs> rapper. <laughs> You're not an awkward rapper, you're a very, very cool rapper. I take it all back. I take it all back. Like, the coolest. As cool, as cool as 50 Cent endorsing Donald Trump. <laughs> as Why cool as I me like that? <laughs> I just thought we should say that, you know, as cool as all these rappers think they are, they're all one step away from being Trump? Trump's best friend. Mm. Yeah, so, you know. They want that, though. I want better things for myself. Oh, amen. And you will get many, many things that are better than anything 50 Cent has ever had because, ill. Um, yeah, okay. so, how are you, my dear? Let's check uh, in with each other. I am so tired. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I don't know why, because I slept, like, over eight hours last night. Um, and tonight I am exhausted. Like I've restructured my work days. So I focus it on like the tasks that I do and the tasks that I set out to do for the day. And when I'm done that, like I'm done for my day and then I'll like check in. Yeah. But even after doing that, I'm just, wow. But I checked my, um, screen time and I've only been on my phone three hours, which is like, a record low for me like a record low for not having a forced reason to not be on my phone so yeah i'm tired but emotionally i am well physically i'm tired and mentally how are you i i'm also tired <laughs> <laughs> but i'm tired quite often it's a very common theme for me um I am ramping back up at work and um, mornings are not my favorite thing. So kind of getting back into being up at any time 
in the a.m. hours is really not not fun for me, but um, I will do it because I have to, I guess. <laughs> but but um, mentally, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing okay actually. I did a coaching session today, um, where they taught me all the things to do to be good at work, and I realised I'm doing most of them anyway, so I should get paid more. Um, but Is yeah. this a life coach? No, actually. So I got my autism screening through a company that works with my organisation. And mm -hmm. then they recommended a coaching session to help deal with certain traits that, um, well, deal with, I don't know if it's the right word, but help you to give you some tasks and things that you can, and tactics you can use if you're neurodiverse in what is a neurotypical workplace. Um, so I had that, but it was, it was good. It was good. She was lovely. Um, but in the back of my head, my, you know, anti-establishment head is just thinking, why do I have to do all the workarounds? Why don't they just create more inclusive workspaces? Why do I need coaching to deal with their foolishness? You know? But, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was good. Like, it was nice to also even just be like, oh, actually, I'm doing some things right in the world of the capitalist neurotypical person like that's lovely um but yeah it was a part of me in the back of my brain was like why am I doing this I should just quit and become a stripper and then nobody will tell me that I need to take better mind map notes in their meeting because <laughs> <laughs> I will just work on a pole and that'll uh, be it why don't you become a corporate stripper and that's the first thing that they were <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah. I can totally see, you know, frat dude bros hiring, like founding a startup and then saying like to jazz up our meetings, brah, we're going to get strippers for lunch <laughs> and get them to do the work for us. <laughs> they take the minutes while they twerk, they clap the cheeks, they clap their hands. <laughs> yes. This will be my luck, won't it? No, ancestors, <laughs> I know you have something better for me, please. I will strip for many people, but not frat bros. Please. They would pay well, so you can't. <laughs> Maybe if I put earplugs in so I don't have to listen to them, it will be bearable. Yeah, but then they would do it by request, and then they'll try and not pay you because you didn't do the request. Oh, We've good. delved way into this fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fantasy nightmare. Nightmare Night sequence. <laughs> nightmare. Um, but we always digress, and isn't that where the fun is? Um, yeah, I don't really see it as digressions. This is our podcast, and we do whatever the fuck we want. This is very <laughs> true. This is very true. This is our space, and I need to stop apologizing for doing whatever. I want to do in this space and whatever you want to do in this space it's whatever the fuck we want to do yeah yeah exactly exactly um good so we're both like i definitely feel like this is an upward trend in how we're doing compared to our first few podcasts which is positive yeah like emotionally i'm in a different space i'm just yeah. physically tired yeah yeah <laughs> but we can deal with physical tiredness like that's a much easier problem to fix um is it 
Yeah, just sleep. <laughs> it's less arduous to fix physical right. tiredness, no? No? Well, see you. This was a great episode. Um, also, our shortest one yet. <laughs> I'm going to go nap now. Scissor is no. going to get 12 hours of sleep, and we will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> the rest will just be dreamscapes. <laughs> oh, because I do, but I really want to do... I want to be like an artist on like a calm or headspace. So maybe I can read you a story whilst you're going to sleep. I can be like, you won't support me in my adventures into audio erotica. So I cannot. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I just need it on record for the listeners to know that I support you. I just cannot engage with such content <laughs> as your friend okay my boundaries are very very harsh and linear between friend and lover and audio erotica actor okay <laughs> so i will listen i will play on silence anything you make i will give you the views okay i will invest in your company whatever i need to do what i will not do is masturbate to you okay i just won't do it okay and you shouldn't make you shouldn't think that that means i don't love you because i do i just have boundaries i think it does mean that you don't love me because <laughs> because i'm going to audition for dipsy or Dipsia. I like saying Dipsia. I, I Dipsia. But we'll, we'll, we'll know. When we have a phone call with the CEO and the CTO, they will tell us. Um, I emailed Elizabeth from press today, so. <laughs> okay, well, Elizabeth Just... will be like, babe, you need to re-record this whole podcast because you said it wrong. It is neither of these things. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're here. We're available for sponsorships and we'll be talking about you guys later. But Yay. what did you do this week to decolonize? Mm, what did I do this week to decolonize? I actually was going to use Dipsy as an example, but we're talking about them later. <laughs> so I cannot use Dipsy as an example. You can. Okay. okay. No, do you know what I'm going to use as an example? Okay. Because this is like hilarious and I feel like very niche. Um, so I'm really into narrative story games at the moment. Um, so if you don't know what those are, they're basically just like apps on your phone where you are immersed in the story and you like choose what happens to your character and like you just part of the story. So it's all like good fun. Um, and it, the one I'm using is called Choices. And so what I have been doing is making a conscious effort to make every character that is customizable in these stories, black and or uh, people of color. Um, even when it doesn't make sense to stories because <laughs> I feel like they need to stop writing stories that are written for default white people. And <laughs> yes, I will read a story about a bunch of black cowboys and actually black cowboys did exist anyway, like narrative erasure. Um, but yeah, I guess that's been my mini decolonizing only for myself, but I've been enjoying making myself and every character in these stories black and or you know, other, I mean, they're a little bit ethnically ambiguous, I'll be honest, with their, 
person that could be Latine or could be, you know, Indian or could be Native American, but um, I've just been choosing a lot of non-white people. And, and mm -hmm. it's great. I love it. Nice. I remember when I was deep into choices, I think I had five different narrative story apps because at the time, I'm not sure if it's still the same, you ran out of diamonds, so you could only play up to a point till they reset. And so yeah. I was like, okay, I need a variety of these because I'm tired of getting to a point and then having no story left for the day. Yeah. And then I was watching this YouTube series um, before they broke it off into its own channel. And it was like gamers review or play games. And it was Dream Daddy. So it was a very gay. I've heard of this. Oh, I have it. I have Dream Daddy. <laughs> and I played it with one character and I accidentally made it look like one of my university teachers. <laughs> accidentally? It was. <laughs> it was not consciously intentional, is how I will put it. <laughs> I did not go into Dream Daddy, like, trying to recreate this man, um, but I did it, and then I sent it to my friend, and she was like, LOL, I knew there was something going on between you two. Wait, I want to know if you sent it to the teacher. No. I did get in touch with him this summer because I wanted his, like, a syllabus for the class, um, and then he ghosted me on LinkedIn after I was like, which, because he asked me, he was like, which year is this for? And I was like, 2000, whatever. And then he just never responded. He said, I do not have anything from that time anymore. Leave me alone. And I was like, um, you said I was your favorite student and I thought we had something, but okay. I bet he said that to all the bad bitches. We would email... It was one of those things where this was the closest to if I was presented with the opportunity, I wouldn't have because he was like short. But I was like, if I was presented with <laughs> <laughs> the opportunity, I like may have fucked him. To be honest, my mom can seriously never listen to this podcast. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love all of this. I feel like this is a story that could be in Dipsy. Actually, I think it is a story that is in Dipsy. I'm telling a lie already. Um, I think oh, yeah, no, because I've listened to that one. And the teacher's English, and it's a poetry class. Or is did there it, another? I don't know. Did it ring all the bells for you? I didn't do it, because I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. It was... I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> and that means it rung some bells. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. We'll leave it there? Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I was like, this isn't a weird fantasy because obviously these are consenting adults and yep. not teenagers, which is a problematic category to have in porn at large. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. But yeah, I'm just going to say let's get into it because I have nothing for decolonizing, to be honest, because I've been so jet lagged from getting back to London and organizing my flat and then engaging in capitalist culture of buying myself all the things because it's also Yay. still Libra season. So it's still my Woo. birthday. Um, and yeah, so I 
my existence is resistance is my cop out the scene. Right. <laughs> right. I right. haven't even been doing that. I have not uh, even been resting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really uh, just fine. existing. <laughs> that's, that's... Well, listen, your existence is resistance. Um, <laughs> but you're only allowed one of those per season, okay? Yeah, this is the week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'll do more next time. <laughs> Do more decolonizing. No, um, <laughs> listen. Sometimes just living and breathing is the decolonizing that we are doing. So yeah, yeah I'm here for that. And I think it's just you know important for people to just remember it's a journey. Like not every single week you're going to do something monumentous, and sometimes you're not going to do anything at all. Like for two weeks, my thing was rest because I really needed rest, and this yeah. week is nothing. So there are no failures here. Yeah, and I'm not ashamed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Okay, should we move on then to freedom, freedom within a framework? <laughs> you said without! Oh my god! <laughs> Structure! Kinda. I'm actually tired, so I don't know where I was going. I had a bunch of late meetings last night, and at some point my brain shut down, and I was like, uh, just straight up in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm like that in morning meetings when I'm like, wait, someone is talking to me, and I feel like one part of my brain is shouting to the other part. Like someone's asked you a question, can you process the question, please, and find an answer? And the other part is like, uh, no, it's okay, I'm, I'm cool. Just playing DDR in your head. So I'm busy <laughs> trying to get a high score. Um, yeah. Okay, freedom within a framework. What things like to talk about that are not our main topic today, my love? The main topic, freedom within a framework, is Dipsy. Like, this is just the episode. Okay, fine. Nothing you want to add first. I don't say, okay, fine, like I'm not happy. I'm very happy. I just (laughs) want to make sure that there is nothing else you would like to add before we get started with our favorite topic ever. Not really, because the other things that I think are important to mention, I just don't feel like have a place today. Fine. Let us get into it then. We're talking about sex, baby. We're talking about you and I. Me and I. No, wait. Me me and I. Me and That's actually better. (laughs) That can can be. We should have practiced that. We really should should have. I feel like listening back, we're going to be like, that was a a whole mess. But um, it's masturbation. We're talking about self pleasure in a sexual way. There are different types of pleasure. Um, And, you know, not all pleasure is sexual. And not all pleasure should be sexual. And. You know, we need to separate the two. But in this episode, mm-hmm. all pleasure is sexual. So let's talk about one of my favorite things to do is masturbate. Masturbate. <laughs> masturbate. But on a cave. Wow. Okay. I'm just going to stop rapping and singing. It's okay, guys. My mixtape is still coming out. The <laughs> Lost Dreams. <laughs> Parkwood. <laughs> right. So, 
Tell me, dear one, Amen. about your masturbation journey. What was the start? Of the middle. To the the start end. Of the middle. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are tired. Because the end has not come yet. Do not do that to yourself. Just the start and like, where are we on this journey? Like, just tell me everything that's happened with you. I like what you did there with the pun. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to give you some love for a pun appreciation. Thank you. But I remember this so vividly. And it's not a story that I tell often because it just simply doesn't come up. But I think we need to change that and just talk about masturbation a lot. Just talk about sex more in general. I love talking about sex. Like, love doing that so much. Yeah. (laughs) All forms. Um, But, you know, not everybody does. So I'm still looking for my people who like to talk about it in non-gross ways. Um, So I remember being 11 and 11 or 12 but i was definitely like in the grade where i was like 11 turning 12. yeah and then i no, it was after i got my period so maybe it was yeah i was 11. yeah after i got my period this is an unnecessary detail so now all the listeners know that i started after i got my period (laughs) and i uh, used to be a voracious reader like I would plow through books, stay up late at night with a flashlight, reading, get no sleep the next day uh, because I stayed up so late reading. And my mom would take me to Costco like to just run errands. And then they obviously have a huge book selection. And because like my reading level was always so advanced, like I got into adult books like very early and my mom was okay with it. So picks up this collection of stories um there are three stories in there but the one that i was most interested in was the crime thriller one and i forget like the exact details but i can remember the cover so like if i was back home at my parents i would have gone downstairs and picked up the book and it would have been a show that sounds like this book was a manual for my sexual awakening (laughs) i would have loved to hear a passage from this book next time next time we need it (laughs) and like it was you know this woman who was being stalked i believe in her own home and you know not everybody believed her because obviously acap and police are trash but then there was this one sexy detective who you know obviously wanted to fuck her but was actually doing his job um, but still saying like things like, oh, there's not much we can do because, you know, nothing has happened yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> like regular police will grab. And then, you know, like it gets to a point where like tensions are building. And then the book like vividly describes like the first time they have like penetrative sex. I don't think they like fondled each other before then. Or had sex like, They went zero to a hundred. Yeah. Oh, well, hey. Um, It's erotica. It's erotica. Like, I remember the scene so well, because it was a late night. She called him over, heard a noise, and then it was just sort of like one of those, like, are we going to do this? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it was obviously better written than that. <laughs> but this is a book that I read, like, God, over 10 years ago. Yeah. And I never reread it, surprisingly. <laughs> oh. I feel like we need to do a reread on the podcast. <laughs> Just <laughs> Just, you know, see, uh, see if it's exactly as you remembered <laughs> it's one of those things where it was so great like the first time it's just you don't want to relive it because you don't know if it's going to live up to it yeah yeah so i remember like reading that feeling like all of the tingles and being like this is something i'm going to explore and i was like i've been given instructions um, you know what it was? Actually, I'm misremembering because it was like first she had a masturbation scene to him, and that was vividly described. Ooh. And then they had sex. So she was like in the erotic. They really way. gave you a manual. They really did. <laughs> <laughs> the ancestor said, "You're already here's a how-to book. Thank you so much." <laughs> Um, if only they could do that with other things, but you know. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting, ancestors. We are waiting. <laughs> but this book was just like a manual for how to masturbate. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. And then I fell in love because I had my first orgasm like in that time. And I was like, yes, whatever this is. <laughs> more please let's keep doing it and then um you know like it wasn't something that i talked about with friends because i knew based on like the friends that i had at the time that they all like came from very sexually repressed households whereas my Mm. mom is like very socially conservative not socially conservative she's very socially liberal she is sexually conservative My mom has never supported any conservative party, and that is on the record. Um, So, like, we always had, like, a very open relationship about sex um, and, like, talking about it and asking questions. So I always felt like I could ask her questions um, because I remember also around the same time we were doing, like, sex education, and then they separated us by biological sex. Um, and then had that time for us to do like question periods with teachers who also identified with the same, like quote unquote gender. Mm. And a lot of that was people asking, you know, questions that they didn't feel comfortable asking their parents, but it was all stuff that I already knew because my mom had been very open about like what sex was, like what happens. And it was always at an age appropriate level because when she was pregnant with me, her midwife told her like, if your child asks, they are ready to know. And you just give them the age appropriate information. Like you're not going to be like, yeah. So like when a five-year-old asks, you're not like, Let's talk about orgasms, Sally Sue. <laughs> like, let's talk about the G spot. Listen, Luke will be your friend. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, also doesn't mean that you just say no, nothing, nothing you need to worry about ever. Like, just close your eyes and ears and and misremember your question. Like, it's it doesn't need to be that extreme either. Mm-mm. It's not like two adults look at each other and then a baby happens. Because I remember being six, where it occurred to me to ask, like, how I came to be in this world. Because 
It was either five How or six. Wise. How <laughs> wise of you. <laughs> it was definitely... No, it was five. Yeah, it was five because I was going to like a private school and we had just moved to Canada and we were in a different house. And I was like, hey, mom, where does baby come from? And she was like, so a man and a woman have sex, you know, sperm <laughs> goes up the vagina, goes into the uterus, goes into the fallope, fertilizes the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, bam, baby. So very like heteronormative way of having a child, but you know, still information that my friends did not have until like way later. Cause I remember yeah. being like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and I also remember <laughs> like there was this boy in my like elementary school class that I had a crush on. And I remember one day at recess for whatever reason in my six year old brain thought this was flirting was we were just like, I know what yours is called. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I love it. What a wild child. <laughs> Mommy said dirty talk. Listen, I've got you. Let me tell you about your anatomy, okay? I have the words. <laughs> it's not a pee pee, it's a penis. <laughs> P E N I S. <laughs> but in high school, when people started like exploring their sexuality, with other people in particular, like it still wasn't talked about as a, like amongst the friend group. And it wasn't even talked about, you know, as something that people did individually, like it was still seen as kind of gross. And then we were on a Duke of Ed camping trip, never finished that award. Now I'm disqualified because I've just turned 25. <laughs> I was deluding myself after high school. It's like, you have till you're 25 to do this. I didn't even know that. Imagine being 24 and going on a climb to get a DV gold. Like, what does it do for you, actually? Does anyone care? Because it's never come no. up. No. Maybe getting into university, maybe? Maybe? And that's it. No. It's really never come up since, like, high school. Like, no one's talked about it and the amount of talk we used to get about Duke of Ed. But anyway, um, and we were on this camping trip and we were just talking about, like, the fact that some of us masturbate and it was in a truth or dare session. Mm. Um, and somebody asked a question and then me and this other girl said that we did. And I remember being terrified to say it just because, like, I didn't want to deal with the backlash the judgment because people are already publicly said they found it gross and then me and this other girl had this really cute bonding moment where we talked about the fact that we like had our homemade vibrators and it was just so like <laughs> never gonna explain all that but <laughs> it was just like okay cool because i'd always know that it was something that i did i love doing but it just never was talked about yeah. Um, and then like, I didn't end up having like partnered sex till like just before my 21st birthday. Like, so 
fairly recently. And it wasn't because like I was waiting for like the Lord. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Silence or like anything like that, or to be in love. I always knew based on masturbation that sex was something I was very much going to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we can do two player mode to this. I love it. Great. (laughs) Multiplayer? Is that like, hello? (laughs) Options, a variety, (laughs) diversity. Um, and so I always knew sex was going to be something that I enjoyed, but I wanted it and to be something that I was ready for. And that was the emphasis on the sex talks with my mom. Mm. And she was never like, oh, abstinence. So like, don't fuck. But she lied to me for the longest time about the number of partners she had had in her lifetime. And I only recently got the real answer. <laughs> but, Was it like, higher or lower than you expected without baiting mummy out? She'd only told me that, like, it was a very, very low number for the longest time. And I was like, mm, okay, I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess. Because I had a very real fear from watching shows like One Tree Hill, where like a couple in high school met and they were each other's first and then they got married. Like that was Mm. my nightmare. I was like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I, like the romantic in me finds this cute, but like, I also never want to have only slept with one person. You know, it's like how like you if you're gonna get married and get married for a really long time then it's that one person it's like where's the variety like how do you how do you compare how do you know what's going on (laughs) (laughs) like this isn't a proper scientific study i would like i need a double blind study has anyone got any (laughs) (laughs) hands cut leashes switch up my wigs Make him feel like he is cheating. Cheating. Megan yeah. the Stallion, PhD, sexologist. So, yeah, that was just a very tangible fear of mine. It was only mm. like having sex with one person, but I knew like my mindset was like I shouldn't be scared of sex, and I was scared of sex and touching another person and being into another person not consciously, but on a very real subconscious level, Mm. um, where in the year where I thought that I was like ready to do it, which was like in second year university. And I was working, um, with like a fashion show and we had some really hot models and there was this really like hot, like Asian guy. And I was like lusting after him from afar. And then Mm. we ended up at the wine bar and like i had like my really cute like red wig on um i was out with my friends we were like dancing i looked cute and i don't think he recognized me from the show because i showed up every single day looking dusty (laughs) Dusty. (laughs) and then he started hitting on me and then in my brain i was like you watch movies you know where this leads and i panicked and i just like 
got our drinks paid for them and then like left and i was like part of me was like please come fight for me (laughs) show me (laughs) show me that you want it but then he was obviously raised right and took that as a rejection and you know left me the fuck alone so i was of two minds where my like logical mind was very happy that he respected that boundary but also i was like why didn't you fight for us <laughs> the clicker of mind was like um i am i alone now is that just left alone <laughs> we were so close <laughs> so yeah so when i met the person who ended up being like my first partner in sex experience like i knew i was like ready for it Mm. and like I was able to have like a really good time and I've consistently had really good times and like I've never had bad sex because like I've known my body so well and I've always been like if we're gonna do this I read Cosmo and Cosmo girl (laughs) like (laughs) I had been training for this (laughs) had the subscriptions on lock (laughs) So I knew based on like Cosmo articles, Cosmo Girl articles, it's like you've got to advocate for your orgasm. And like as somebody with a vagina, with a clitoris, with internal sex organs, like you've got to advocate for your orgasm. So it's like when I get put into the game, I am going to advocate for my pleasure. And knowing that like every sexual experience, I'm not going to achieve orgasm because sometimes it's just mentally like impossible because they're even solo sessions where like I can't even achieve orgasm and I'm like this is what I wanted to do so I guess we're packing up the vibrator (laughs) (laughs) going to sleep because it's not happening um but I think that's just a very orgasmic overview I was trying to think of a fun play on words but my, I'm tired so this is all you get from me then, uh, that is more than enough I love it and a moment of appreciation for never having had bad partnered sex that is just something to aspire to like I feel like we should add in some applause like edit some applause in this moment because I just feel like that is just brilliant and I love it and I'm very proud of you and I'm I'm very happy and a little bit jealous <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really want to know yeah, what bad yeah. sex is because I've had bad kisses, but like it's like yeah. I just want to know what bad sex is. I mean, I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> not experience it, not experientially, but like. So, in my experience, I think that um, there's probably a couple of different categories that bad sex can come under but it probably boils down to a lack of adequate communication between both partners and then also especially if we're talking about um very heteronormative partnered sex you know um with like a cis man and um someone with female sex organs that a trend i have seen personally and amongst my friends as well is like the man prioritizing their own pleasure um in a way that is just not sexually fulfilling for the other person um so yeah i mean bad is not bad isn't always like 
I don't even think of an extreme of bad. Like they push you off a bed and you break your neck. <gasps> no, that happened at Miriam's wedding. I don't know. She broke her spine. She broke her spine. And he didn't push her That's though. She worse. just fell. <laughs> Listen, I was obsessed with Miriam's wedding when I was a child, and when I rewatched it, I was like, the themes in this movie are not really for children, but I think it explains a lot that I love it because she literally just was like the girl that had sex all the time and then one day she was having sex and fell off the bed and then she par- she was paralyzed <laughs> i'm not quite sure what lesson they were trying to teach me there but um don't yeah. have sex or you'll die like in me i mean pretty much <laughs> 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 like very mean girls before mean girls existed um yeah i don't yeah so bad sex i guess um in my experience it's just like being not my pleasure being centered or at least like both of our pleasures being centered like attempts to do that um but also i will take ownership for not always communicating and not always advocating for my own orgasm as well um but then also antidepressants are a bitch and they really can fuck up your sex drive and who knows if I would ever have been able to achieve orgasm with those people at that time, even if they were incredibly attentive. There are many, many factors involved in orgasms, which is very annoying because it feels like for people with um, external sex organs. Actually, no, let me not say that because there are also issues they can have as well. But their stimulation seems to come easier on the whole, slightly less mm. mental. Yeah. I'm a bit resentful of that. But we have more nerve endings. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. We hit the jackpot. We are hitting the Las Multiple. Vegas fountains jackpot. Like blended, yeah, bang, bang, bang. All of bang, the spots. Whoosh, whoosh, whiz. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think our origin stories <laughs> are were happened at similar times. I was around eleven, I would say eleven or twelve, but I don't remember like the first time as vividly as you and I but I feel like I definitely started to notice more in media not just books but like tv shows and movies when things were happening that were sexual mm-hmm. um and I was similar to you and I was reading like adult books by the time I was like 11 just because my reading age was was quite advanced so inevitably, there was some form of sex, even if not explicit, mm. involved in such books. Um, and I feel like it just all kind of was in my head. And then at some point, I remember feeling some friction and being like, oh, hello, that is new and fun. And maybe if I'm intentional with this friction, it will be funner. And it was. F and equals I was like, mu oh, hey. N. Like, yes, I like, yes, hello, I like this. This is a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, I guess similar to you, quite young when I started masturbating. Um, I say quite young, I don't even think that is quite young. But No, um, I think, like, sim- around puberty, because that's when, yeah. you know, like, your body's like, all right, here are all the hormones, and then you start developing, because yeah. I started getting boobs at nine. Yeah, and I had my period at ten, so yeah, I guess it's not really that young. Um, but yeah, I guess around that time. Um, 
but it was very interesting because even as we grew old, grew up and more and more people were I guess getting hormones and starting to um become attracted to one another um and I went to an all-girls school and we were very vocal about things and actually there was a phase in my school where a certain group of us were obsessed with um like black erotica and we used to I <laughs> when I think about it now I'm like the librarian must have thought we were insane because we like there was probably about a year where there were no black erotic fiction books in the library because each week one of us would take it out of the library and we would like just share them around we were like 15 by then is this a we, school we, library no 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 <laughs> i mean my school was interesting it was not that interesting i do not think my head teacher wanted us to have that much fun yeah uh, i was just about that's why my face was like you they put <laughs> black erotica no. shout out to representation but in a school <laughs> <laughs> they they did not they did not uh but we found it in the local library and literally it was just like each week one of us taking something out and like sharing them around amongst each other so even though like we were very much like eager to talk about sex um and also when i was like year seven i had friends who were at the top of the school like year 11 and they would talk about you know using lots of different toys which at that time my brain could not comprehend like anal beads and all such things um there was still a very much an absence of advocating for solo sex like it was always seen as like a weird taboo it's like ill that's disgusting why would you touch this part of your own body but you're gonna happily like suck this sweaty teenage boy's penis because that's like what's cool to do right now um so it was interesting for me that I felt like even though I had started masturbating at a relatively young age, yeah, lots of people didn't. And in fact, thought, found the thought of it um, disgusting and not in a way, might I add, because they were not interested in sex or self-pleasure. Because, of course, those of you on the asexual spectrum that do not um, desire sex are incredibly valid um, and there is no judgment there, but very much I'm talking about people who clearly enjoy uh, sexual activities and partner sexual activities, but have been conditioned by society to find, you know, solo sex just not not nice and didn't even try it all the way up until when I was in university and I had friends who would complain that sex with their boyfriends were bad, um, but like balked at the idea of trying to have sex with themselves and see what what does make them achieve orgasm so that they can you know bring that to the table in their partnered sex and see if they can enjoy it with a partner that's what always confuses me because i still meet people now particularly people who identify as women who mm. are like i just don't masturbate and i'm like why you so when you're not getting dick in their cases you're just not having sex like at all like yeah i was like and you want it that way <laughs> like you want <laughs> you want that for yourself okay you're like in an yeah. orgasm free existence like literally and that is so true because i haven't ha like in the past 
four years I've had partnered sex once um but that hasn't really been an issue for me because I have had plenty of orgasms um and actually in that time I felt like I've connected to my own body more and learned more about myself so I'm like very very happy to um like I'm, I'm having more than enough fun with myself and my toys and the app that we are about to talk about <laughs> which brings me endless joy um see i think i find it a very strange thing but i you know cannot bring everybody along the, with me listeners if you are sexually inclined in some way i urge you to take control of your own orgasms close the orgasm gap okay figure out what your body likes by itself before you try and communicate it to other people yeah and just like have some fun with yourself like it's it's fun it's relaxing it's loving it increases your self-love it's just there's so many beneficial things it's a stress reliever like mm-hmm. it's just great you live longer oh yes <laughs> and what a time to be alive I mean, not the time. I'm talking about typically when you're having the orgasm. Like this year itself, no. You live longer so you can see more pandemics. Orgasms. Orgasms for pandemic release. Maybe that's a thing. Should we start that? But I mean, it would keep everyone in their houses. And what we're worried about is people leaving their houses. So we could have like just a national or international <laughs> orgasm day. Like no one leave their houses. Just masturbate. That's it. Just, you know, find a pillow, hump it. Find yeah. a whole hump it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> whatever friction you need, find that with your regular household items and go to go town. To town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the one and only app that has really come to the spotlight for me during this pandemic and just leveled up my solo sex pew Uh, pew pew pew. we are at like just god tier level right now and it is Mm. dipsy dipsia dipsia if you're couture i'm more off the rack um i'm more fenty i'm more alexander mcqueen um adina layer like ready to wear collection and so i'm going for dipsy but if you're couture and you want to be extra fashion, Roddy Rich, <laughs> Dipsia, <laughs> Dipsia, and one day Ms. Gutierrez and I've forgotten the CEO's name, the founder will tell us um, the correct name, and we will say it properly. This but, is when they um, sponsor us, or when I start working as a voice actor. Yeah. Are you going to audition? I will audition. I just need to work out in what. Um, space i'm going to record such things given that i live in a house with my mother um, but right now i'm recording this podcast in said house so maybe i should just let go and go for it just be like don't come in onto this floor for the next hour i will be busy and i will speak to you later you will hear sounds they will be sex-like in nature and very <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but Dipsy came in at such a great time for me because I don't know about you, but I've been struggling for 
a while with um, what I would call mainstream porn um, for a number of reasons. Uh, number one being how ethical it is. Um, mm. That's like a real issue for me and I, I try in everything that I do to make sure that everyone involved in all the awful capital th capitalist things that I engage in is being like paid fairly or treated fairly as, as much as possible. Um, and we've all seen how unethical porn can be, especially porn that's on free sites um, like Pornhub and RedTube and the like. Um, so that was one thing. But the other thing for me is that I found that a lot of porn on those mainstream sites was a very, um, very much written with a male gaze. Um, even like lesbian porn, I felt like it was still very much performative for the purposes of a cis man. And that just didn't really do it for me. Um, Did you see the one that Young Ma directed? No. Young yeah, M.A. Young M.A. Uh, yeah, I always call her Young Ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she directed no. a scene. It was a lesbian scene. Is it on Pornhub? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'll have to check it out. That was like years ago. Listen, I do not... <laughs> I just told you I was not, okay? I was like, <laughs> I've had enough of this, and it was just... It was closed off for me. The other thing, for me personally, in the way my brain works, one of the biggest things for me is the logic and the quality of acting. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot deal with this really stiff, like, three lines that delivered at the beginning of a scene that don't make sense. Like, the terrible acting. Like, it takes me out of the moment because I'm like, hold on a minute. You said you were delivering a pizza. No one's eating this pizza. It's gone cold. Who's paying you for this pizza? What's happening here? Stuff my like, boss. Boss. <laughs> right. Like, Excuse me, HR can is HR not going to come in to this room right now? Like, like this what's glass office. <laughs> like everyone can see you. Everyone else is working. What's happening? <laughs> like, my, oh my gosh, there was one scene that I saw where it was like for basically every woman who works in the office, and they were all just fucking a boss. I was like, this is supposed to be a law firm. <laughs> <You're telling. laughs> And they're billing that like 15 minutes to you. <laughs> um, so, like, I, yeah, I cannot, I cannot. Any kind of, like, uh, inconsistencies take me right out of the scene. And poor acting and anything that's just not selling the story for me takes me out. So I have been, like, on a bit of a hunt um, for things that I like more and there are some things i mean only fans has been brilliant in terms of giving the power back to sex workers so from an ethical standpoint definitely great but obviously um you have to pay for a lot more uh if you want any kind of variety because mm -hmm. you have to subscribe to each the channel of each person um yeah. it's the way my wallet's set up right <laughs> exactly and there isn't and i and i think it's fine there's not a try before you buy like i'm not mad at only fans for that but then it does mean that i'm not so sure like i'm ready to invest that full amount for a whole month if it's not i don't know if every piece of media on there is going to be what i actually like um the try before you buy for a lot of only fans account is because and i only know this because my cousin likes a lot of porn retweets so that's how i end up on porn twitter um, but there is 
they have a very strong <laughs> presence. Because <laughs> I remember being at work and then just like scrolling, opening up the Twitter app, and then my cousin having liked something, and then it's literally somebody getting eaten out or like a person jacking themselves <laughs> off. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I cannot. So she doesn't know this, but it's she's on 10 mute. AM. <laughs> she's on mute. So I was like, I can't lose my job because my boss walks over and is like, what are you looking at? And I was like, I swear to God, I'm on the homepage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. So yes, you can do a little bit of a, a deep dive into porn Twitter which is a thing that can be done. Um, it's easy like now that we all work from home. This is true. This is true. And I won't lie and say I haven't been. And actually, I got into it after I started following the girls from Kailani's Can I video because they mm. very much retweet other people's. Um, so you're right. There is access. But I like to be very logical. Like, there's no search. Well, maybe there is a search. I don't know what I'm searching for on porn Twitter. Let's just say that. Um, there are a bunch of I, hashtags. The, yeah the user, user experience for me okay well there you go look there you go <laughs> anyway so yes only has is an option but from a financial perspective there's only so much you can engage in um and i will say i want to shout out since we're doing this um king noir and jet setting jasmine who are two married black uh porn stars also i think sexual wellness therapists um and they have a baby together and they create all of their own stuff. And um, I love them from decolonizing uh, the kink scene. Um, they're great. Um, so there are things around, but it's definitely nowhere near the volume of what you could get if you just didn't care and went straight onto mainstream porn and just like had at it. Mm -hmm. So I was in a little bit of a rut, kind of replaying the same few videos and feeling a bit like sorry for myself. And I don't even remember how I came across Dipsy. I feel like it must have been an article because I don't mm -hmm. really know why else. Um, or maybe it was like an Instagram ad. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? FBI anyway. agents be getting good at just listening to your thoughts now. Listen, and I appreciate it. Like if these mm -hmm. are the thoughts you're going to listen to, yes, more, please. Like I appreciate it. Um, less of the whole when I talk about wanting to burn down the establishment and eat the rich because I don't really want that on my record. Um, just these things supply me with porn ethical porn i love it anyway dipsy came across my lap <laughs> <laughs> sorry um and i was first i was like mm, audio erotica i don't know if that's for me like written erotica sure and like i'd never really thought that my oral senses were what needed stimulating mm. uh, but boy was i wrong boy was i wrong um so dipsy is just absolutely great um because it covers a lot of the things that i was struggling with with porn um it was co-founded by women the writers are predominantly women but also quite diverse in gender um i think i've seen some non-binary people um around on twitter that work for them um the writing is brilliant so the scene setup makes sense and the acting is actually good so i'm not taken out of it um it's sexy the stories are like 
shorts, but there's lots of cereals. So if you want like a quick like wham bam thank you me, you can like dive in for a little six minute thing. But if you're like I'm gonna have some real me time, you could like do a whole series that like is an hour and a half in total. Um, I just love it, and I would like actually on this record some forgiveness because as soon as I found it, I dropped it in the group chat, and I got zero <laughs> response. Zero none. I didn't even click on it. Not at all. I I didn't even pretend to. Would you rather me be honest? I was like, I did not pretend to look at it. (laughs) Listen, no, it's fine. But I just want you to know that there's potentially like two months of orgasms that you have denied yourself because you didn't listen to me. (laughs) I mean, I've been orgasming. (laughs) And those two months. (laughs) By me, for me... Yeah, I didn't even click on it. Like, the only reason I, like, vaguely looked into it, and even then I didn't even click on it, was when Sabrina mentioned that she had let the free trial lapse and yeah. <laughs> accidentally bought a year. <laughs> I was like, this isn't for me. I've tried it. Does anyone else want to? And me being like, I love free shit. <laughs> was like... <laughs> It was like, yeah. And then it took me another month after that to listen to it. And I don't... I think... Did you bring it up last week? Um, I think you brought it up first. Didn't you? I think I must have just remembered it as the ancestors whispered into my ear. <laughs> Whichever spirit guide it was, thank you so much. Love you. You're my favorite. <laughs> said, remember that app? <laughs> Go do that. And then I um logged in and I got intimate with Ari one <laughs> and loved every second of it. Like I wasn't sure. Which is weird given that like my first foray into masturbation was because of erotica. (laughs) Like because of erotica. And then I was like, I'm not sure I'm going to like the story line. And it's mostly because I've gotten used to never watching like a video like in full. So it's like, I don't even say for the storyline. I'm like, when do you start fucking? Okay. (laughs) And this is where we go from. So there was like, I've selected hand few, handful. See, I'm tired. <laughs> handful that like I have ever seen from start to finish because mostly I just scroll or like I'll start it and be like, this makes no sense. Or like, you know, this setup is terrible. The acting's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, we're, let's just get to what you get paid to do, which is not act. <laughs> with your voices no 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 you do not have a sad card it is fine (laughs) it is acting but it's just like you know you're not going to get any oscars for this performance of teacher and students or doctor and patient like none of no none of this makes sense this is medically You would be sued for masturbating a woman in a coma, but here we are. And then reviving her. You would also be a medical miracle for reviving her with the power of an orgasm. That's an orgasm I would like to have. Wake me up out of a coma, please. Thank you so much. Yeah. But... 
I just like popped that on, figured out, and I liked how they had um, like the centralization. Because as somebody who used to read a lot, and I would always insert myself into the story, and they'd mm. be like, okay, you know, like, Clary has red hair and freckles. And I'm like, okay, Clary's black and looks exactly like me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Others might see her to have red hair and freckles. However, she is black. <laughs> and looks exactly like me. Thank you so much. <laughs> And I, like, knew, just based on that experience, that I'm like, I'm not sure how I would feel about, you know, being read an erotic story of two people fucking, where mm. it's just like, I obviously can't insert myself into that because they say names and, like, the voice is clearly not mine, which is why I don't like audiobooks, because that's been a common suggestion for me to get back into reading. It's like, oh, listen to an audiobook, and I'm like, this takes away from primary experience is me inserting myself into the story yeah. like it's harder to do if the voice is clearly not mine yeah so i was like okay let's do like one of these her and you stories or like him and you stories and i started with her and you just to see what what they were saying and ari topping me is like everything i imagined sex with kehlani being like this is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing because, yes, Kehlani, <laughs> if you're listening, okay, I know my pattern app said that we were not soulmates, but... We were terrible together. I don't think we were terrible we, together. No, we weren't terrible together either. We had, like, really strong uh, past life karmic connections. And so just please, please, Kehlani, please. Um, okay, we're both available. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just putting it out there, so... When you're ready. When you're ready, like we here, are. Yeah. I will be clingy, as the pattern app so rightly pointed out. And it's just because I like attention from my romantic partners. Mm. So, when you're ready. And I will be distant because I'm scared to be vulnerable. <laughs> but, <laughs> together, um, we are together. <laughs> <laughs> We are the perfect partner for you. So, we're ready for a throuple. Kailani. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So when you're ready. Uh, <laughs> I'm great with kids as well, by the way, so you don't need to worry about that. I will babysit all the time. Love kids. Yeah. It doesn't really count as babysitting if you're in a relationship with a partner with a kid. I think it depends how serious you are with the person, right? No? But if you're in a relationship with them, which is what I thought we were proposing. Like a full-on throuple, like we're going to have an organic farm together and yeah to the end of our days okay then it's not babysitting it's me taking care of our child in which case i will be the second best mum because obviously you're the first but i'm great and i'm the third i don't like this well i'm really sorry but like there are three numbers so <laughs> someone had to be first <laughs> i don't like this but you know where we are slide into our dms yes but just having that first person narrative experience I like and I really like the mm. variety because I listened to that one episode and I was like yes and then I like did a deep dive into as many three flames system <laughs> story like as I possibly could and I was like fan of getting intimate with Mateo fan of getting intimate with the doctor that was a very sexy scene um, yeah. 
And then I listened to the hot yoga one because I was like, ooh, I oh, do yeah. yoga. Mark? Yeah, Mark or, the ex-marine. Yeah. They do a lot of like, you know, descriptions, but I like how none of the descriptions around it are racial. So it could very much be anyone, but they do have a spotlight on like black um, sex and black voices. Yeah. I think it's just called black voices. So they have a spotlight on black voices, but I like how even in like their non-black voices one, um, which the only one I've listened to like series wise is the hot vinyasa. Yeah. Like none of it is like a racial, like is racially described. So it's just sort of like Mark is an ex-Marine with a buzz cut. This could literally yeah. be any ex-Marine with a buzz cut yeah. who yeah. became a yoga instructor. That's agreed. And I love, love inserting myself in the stories, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, because I've been doing that with like my games anyway. Um, I'm a big fan of just me being in things and things being in me in the case of Tipsy. <laughs> um, Talking about you, Ari and Mateo, being me. Also, um, Freddie, aka Theo, um, aka whoever you are in Worth the Wait um, and other stories. Um, my DMs are open because you sound like you are very very fine and you know exactly what to do with me and i appreciate that um something else i really like as well about everyone i mean every story on the app is the aftercare element because mm. i know that aftercare very much has come from it's kind of moved into more vanilla sex like after originating um in the bdsm community um and for people for our listeners who are not like fully aware aftercare is what you would do after a bdsm scene um to take care of um your sub and also your dom actually but to, you know if there's sub drop there are some very practical things that need doing like you may need fluids sugars um to to get over that but also there's a lot of mental and spiritual connection back to you as a person mm -hmm. um valuing you as a whole um not just as um holes. an object or holes exactly exactly um and of course it's really really important in the bdsm community but i also think it's something that just should be more prevalent across sex in general i think that there's something really um humanizing and beautiful about um kind of just taking time to appreciate your partner's um humanity i'm saying human a lot i'm tired as well <laughs> but like <laughs> uh, like just appreciating your partner beyond being a sex object in that time and what he does so beautifully is you can be on like the kinkiest of stories and be doing you know the most submissive things and then like once it's done that person is also just like adoring you and talking about how how beautiful you are and how your breath is so delicate as it comes back and like let's go and cuddle and watch the stars and like should i get you a drink and like i really love you and i just i really love the aftercare which is definitely not something that is seen in a lot of mainstream porn because mo most of the time it just ends with like especially if it's like heterosexual porn it's just like 
like okay wipe the off your eye now yeah the scene <laughs> is ended like just wipe, wipe yourself off um so i really really like the aftercare aspect as well and i think it's something that we should advocate for ourselves and also give to our partners as well when we're having partner sex yeah i mean i haven't listened to a lot of those stories that have the aftercare the closest i got I don't remember how get intimate with Ari ended because I was just like in a daze from how she took Blacked control. out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, remember how it started because, and I was confused a bit too as it was my first story. And then I picked up on the fact that I was her mistress uh, <laughs> and her partner wasn't come back yet. And then I think she must have gone to get us water. And then with the doctor, it was a dream. <laughs> so he was just recounting the dream to me. Yeah. And then I don't remember how Mateo ended. Did you do Mateo that? Mateo says, yeah, Mateo says something like, um, Oh, that you're you, the only one that can make me. Yeah, the control thing, like, which I liked. Something, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, um, he was exact words where I can't believe I forgot this because I melted and I was like, oh, thank God I'm alone. <laughs> 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 was him being like, uh, do you know how much control you have over me? It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Mateo says. And Freddie's uh, great because, go on, go on. No, I was just like, Freddie's great because like there's rope play involved and afterwards he's very much like, Oh, let me massage your wrist so they saw like mm. you were so great. And I guess that's very much a more traditional idea of aftercare but then when he is theo it's the same voice actor different character and theo is very much more in a romantic serial which starts off with a one flame um mm. so there's a one to three flame rating for how dirty everything is listeners and I, at first i was like why am i listening to anything that's not a three like what am i on this app for <laughs> excuse me um, i am here for intense orgasms <laughs> right but I was recommended the five years serial by Dipsy after I tweeted that I loved Freddie's voice. And they were like, you should listen to him in five years. And I was like, okay, let's see. And actually the one flame set up the three flames very well. Um, and Theo is just lovely. And when he's done, he's like, oh, I've missed you so much. And let's go and cuddle under the stars with a blanket. Aww. And I'm just like, yes, Theo, let's go and cuddle under the stars with a blanket. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, we love Dipsy. Um, uh, I think that's actually going to be terrible for me if I start listening to those, because then I'm just going to expect every sort of sexual encounter that I have from now on to end with oh, us yeah. cuddling underneath the stars. Oh, yeah. Listen. I have a full-blown relationship in my head with Theo slash Freddy. Um, I've taken the romantic personality of Theo with the Dom personality of Freddy. I've melded them into one. I haven't decided on which name is winning out yet, but we're having a great Freddy. time. Freddy. Freddy. A very mature relationship. And I just feel like once um, I can get a flight to LA, which is where I'm assuming he lives because he sounds like a member of the insecure cast um i'm just gonna go out there and find him and be like i know you don't know me but we have been in a relationship for a while 
Um, and it's ridiculous well. that you haven't asked me to move in at yeah, this point. So here I am. There's been a whole pandemic and you have not checked in on me once. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'm here. We can share a house and we won't have to worry about crossing contaminating households. It'd be great. Brilliant. And where are those ropes that you had in that story? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it can it can lead you down a rabbit hole. But it's good because that's why I'm like, this is what I need to look for um, in the people that I am going to have partnered sex with in the future. Although I don't really know when that's going to be happening because me me and dating is like ugh, as it is like I'm not very great at that and like there's a whole pandemic so I'm not exactly just going to meet someone chilling in a bar um but you know maybe Freddie will slide into my dms and it'll be a romance story for the ages this is the podcast for manifesting because after this airs our fbi agents are going to get this to the people at tipsy and we will become yes. their ambassadors yes Yes, we're available for all forms of ambassadorship. Um, mm -hmm. We will travel the world virtually, I guess, because it's a pandemic. We will deliver speeches. We will go into colleges. We will go <laughs> into dorm rooms. We will go into... Um, we, will bombard <laughs> we will bombard people on Tinder with links to Dipsy. We'll be like, listen, we cannot meet up because of the pandemic, but I tell you what you can do. Go to Dipsy <laughs> and you'll find me on there. We'll have a great time. Okay. You know what would be actually fun for me is if I auditioned for this and get it is when I don't like anyone anymore and they're like, oh, I really wanted to, you know, meet up. And I'm like, well, you can meet my character. You can meet me. In this story, I'm a teacher. Just use your imagination. <laughs> there yes. you go. Yes. But I've been having the best sex with myself of my life using Dipsy so much so that I had to take a break. I was like, this is just too much. We've got to slow down. Got to slow it down. Baby all girl the needs way. a break. The blood <laughs> needs to flow to other parts of the body. Vibrators <laughs> <laughs> need charging. You know, it's just, <laughs> they're an investment. You can't just drop that kind of money on good vibrators. Cause I'm trying to invest in general, um, and there's another brand, Osei, and they're mm. the ones that I'm looking at. I sent that to the group chat. You did. <laughs> and you like, did. they're the ones that I'm looking at as like my next investments because I don't want to continue buying um, vibrators off of Amazon. Yeah, cheap. I've never done that. I've used Love Honey. Love Honey's the the best, like I'd say, cheap in bracket. Um, website that I've used and actually my suction vibe is from Love Honey and it's very good. Um the only thing I'm sad about is it's not waterproof. Um, mm, mine yeah. is. Yeah. And that is for anybody listening with a vibrator, it's like you want to put, use that in a bath. I am telling you, it is a life changing experience. <gasps> Maybe I'll use it in a bath and listen to Dipsy. Oh, uh, Okay, but don't drown. Wow, Does you will have never see flat? me again. Like, what if, how will I know me. if you've drowned? <laughs> it's like, no one will ever see me again. I was like, I have unlocked another level. I 
thank you so much. I have disassociated from reality. I'm vibrating on a higher level. It's me and the ancestors just chilling now. Like, that's where I live. You know what it reminds me of is, like, the Black Mirror episode where you they were... It's, like, a combination of, like, the episode where it was a game where you could have sex with other players. Yeah. As well as, like, the VR upload one when you were old and dying. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the next level of like audio sex stories is just being uploaded into one and then you can oh, yeah. you're just like Sarah <laughs> <laughs> some hot vinyasa and you will never see me again I don't think oh no I could definitely lock myself away in that for a for a while a long while that was a great think... episode I feel like I should rewatch that because it's not quite it's not as depressing as some of the others I mean, well, mm, the, the breakdown of the relationship is kind of depressing. Yeah. But it's, it's, I guess what it is is that it's a singular, it's a singular depressing moment, as in it's depressing for that couple, um, but it's not like a lot of Black Mirror where it's like depressing for the whole world. Like the whole uh, world has gone to shit. Do you know what I mean? I think it's both, though, because at least when I was watching, it was sort of the implications of it. And it's like, what are we now going to define as cheating and infidelity if you can upload yourself yeah. to a video game or play a video game and have sex with another character? Oh, homie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. The, and I was asked about my celebrity crushes like recently, and I forgot about Yaya Abdul-Mateen the second. And oh if gosh. you just want to slide into my DMs or me, I'm available. <laughs> Listen, I tweeted yesterday. I really what well I I had um the greatest showman was on in the background and I was kind of half watching it and I was like, hold on a minute. They really had a story where they wanted me to ship Zendaya and Zach Efron when Zendaya's partner was Yaya. Wasn't that her brother though? Is it her brother? I was yeah. watching it on mute. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. That's, so maybe that's... I should delete that tweet because people might be like, ah, this is what happens when you watch things on mute. But even <laughs> still, how can Zac Efron be a love interest when there is a Yaya in a movie? And I used to I used to love Zac Efron. Like, High School Musical was my jam. I knew all of the songs and the dances. But hello, Yaya is just... Mm. Delicious. Mm. Delicious. Oh, yes. My DMs are also open, but like... I said it first, so you legally have to come to me. And I'm not... Don't worry, like, I won't feel bad about that. It's fine. Um, I'll just chill with Kendrick. Samson, not Lamar. (laughs) You can have Kendrick. Yeah. Because me and Kendrick are gonna um, eat the rich together, and then eat each other. Like, that's (laughs) what I see for us. (laughs) You hear that, Kendrick? You know, our girl is a biscuits tart from South Central London. So come and toss. you to dunk me in some milk. Toss my biscuit in your milk. (laughs) I am ready for you, Kendrick. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) literally just spent a whole episode talking about erotica and self sex i mean yeah toss i was thinking about more the people who know you who are just gonna listen to that i mean if anyone really knows me and has not heard me blurt out something 
inappropriately dirty, then they probably don't know me that well. Or then my mum. No, even my mum, sometimes I say things in front of my mum and I'm like, oh, probably shouldn't have said that, but she's used to it by now. No, I say nothing in front of my mom, so my parents will never know that this exists. <laughs> my mom, so I did tell my mom, and she was like, uh, yeah, you said you had a podcast, but you're not going to share it with me. And I was just like, mm, I mean, uh, Technically, uh, yes, but realistically, no. I mean, like, in the sense that it's on the internet, and it's free and available for you to find, yes. In the sense of me, like, giving it to you to listen to, no. Uh, no. Um, so we'll see if she decides to be tech savvy enough to find it. Um, yeah. Hi, Alicia's mom. We met that one time. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. Um, I tried to censor your daughter so that you wouldn't have to hear her say that, but here we are. <laughs> she's, just, she's genuinely won't be surprised. Like, she keeps telling me that I should stop talking about OnlyFans because she thinks I'm not re- I don't really have the guts to do it. Like she's mm. now started goading me, and she's like, "You talk about you talk about being a stripper all the time, but you haven't done it. Like, I don't really think you're gonna do it." And I'm like, "What, what do she's you like, want from me?" She's like, "Do it, you little bitch." <laughs> she's like, "You think you're a bad bitch, but I don't see you on OnlyFans. So what are we doing here? <laughs> Bring home the pull. Where is the sparkly thaw? She's like, "Why are we still paying rent? We should have a house. You, should, you told me you could buy a house with OnlyFans. Why have we not done it yet?" <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, no, right, a... because Dipsy's gonna sponsor us and then we'll have a house. Yay! I am fully like I did the math and it's like if I become a voice actor when I become a voice actor for them. Yes. Yes. At how much I would have to work to make my salary right now and it is ridiculous the hours I have to put in with them to get my salary for the year. And I would tell my mom with my whole chest, I was like, I am now a porn star. Yes, you heard that correctly. Yes. A yes. porn star. <laughs> I am making this much. I am happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am happy, financially free, and debt free. I paid oh off God, your mortgage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can't complain now, can you? No bills to pay. <laughs> so, I'm good. It's going to happen, don't worry. I'm going to write a book and also be a voice actor on the side. And that's going to be my life. That's 2021. We're manifesting. Dipsy ambassador program. I'm going to write a book. And we're just going to have better lives not working for the white man. Amen. Amen. And better orgasms. Oh, be always. Orgasm city with ourselves with partners, mm. with the world, with as voice the world. actors, not world orgies, because I think logistically that would just be a nightmare. And just exhausting, mentally as well as physically, really. Yeah. But, listeners, may your orgasms always be strong, blended, intense, come with aftershocks. <laughs> <laughs> May you later. never have to do an ab workout again. <laughs> <laughs> three days later, you're walking, you start convulsing, and you're like, huh, oh, well. Still going. Whew. Yeah. 
Um, like that woman who, do you, do you remember? I shouldn't actually laugh, but I actually feel like it would be a curse. And it's the kind of curse that I think a demon would want to put on me because I'd be like, I love orgasms. And they'd be like, okay, how about you orgasm every time someone touches you? I don't know if you ever remember that um, woman who was like, if something touches my abdomen, like if the trolley gets bumped against me, like I have an orgasm. I remember hearing about that, maybe not that specific detail and not knowing whether that was real. I feel like it could be real. I've seen worse, weirder things happen to the human body. It's yeah. just like an awful thing, though. Like to not be able to control it, yeah. Yeah, because you just wouldn't ever want it, like, consciously, because it would just keep happening accidentally all the time. <laughs> and you'd just be tired and be like, oh my god, just stop it. <sighs> anyway, what a depressing way to end a gorgeous, gorgeous episode on orgasms. Orgasms are great. Yeah. I forgot to do something I'm going to mm. do right now. I'm going to shout out my friend and husband, who we mentioned in the first episode, that runs yes. the Foot Fetish site or Instagram. Um, and their Instagram handle is totally divine. So that is T O E, period. T no, I spelled that wrong. Hold on, let me let me pull it up no. before I start. <laughs> <laughs> the period comes after totally, no? I've been checking. Okay, so it is T O E T A L L Y period. D I V I N E. Again, that is T O E T A L L Y period D I V I N E. Go to Totally Divine for all your foot fetish needs. And can I just say, what a name. I love a pun, and I'm all for totally divine. I just think it's a brilliant name, and we wish nothing but the best for all purveyors of foot, sexual foot content, and all creators of sexual foot content, especially your husband, totally divine. Shout out to her. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our first sponsor it wasn't really sponsored but our first product placement and it's going to be the first of many specifically with Dipsia when we become brand ambassadors for orgasms which I'm very excited about yes for 20% but... off use our code <laughs> upon the road that is P-O-N <laughs> D-I-R-O-A-D Ponder Road for 20% off Orgasm for free. With Dipsy. Tee hee. Um, yeah, but thank you for listening to our completely biased, but also journalistically integ integrous. Oh my God, my brain. Full of journalistic integrity. <laughs> our review was. I'm very tired, so I think this is a good time to sign yeah. off and say goodbye to our listeners. So... We love you. Stay sexy out there. And you know, get your orgasm on. Pew, pew. Bow, chicka, wow, wow.